0: We're quickly approaching our retreat. We would love, love to have you come with us. It's going to be amazing. We have healers, workshops, astrologers,
1: tarot readers. It's really a trip about choosing yourself and taking time for yourself. This is a great opportunity to meet new women, like-minded women, take time to heal and grow and connect. Um, We're going to our favorite place in Costa Rica, Puerto Viejo, on the Caribbean side of Costa Rica. It's going to be a journey. It's going to be beautiful. And
0: not only that, you we take care of everything. You don't have to do anything except show up. Everything is provided for you, and I think that a lot of times trips
1: can feel very overwhelming, and we've done all the overwhelming shit for you. The activities, your hotel stay, uh, your transportation, your meals, everything is going to be curated and beautiful, gourmet, and delicious. You're going to be in an oasis with wonderful women.
0: So make sure you go to goodmomsbadchoices.com backslash retreats or just click the link in this episode description to secure your spot and we'll see you in the jungle. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Happy Wednesday.
1: Happy hump day. It's humpity hump hump. I feel good today. (laughs) Thank God. I know. Good, (laughs) because last week I was like, girl.
0: You're supposed to support me through my... I did. God.
1: I did support you, but I was scared. I was also scared for you. (laughs) Can't hold it all together all the fucking time. I was concerned for your well-being and also your eyesight. (laughs) You were doing a lot of driving with those, with those dry eyes, and I was concerned. Well,
0: I think Trap Yoga Bay was right. Shout out to Britanni, because she told me that I was having migraines, and that's, I think that's really what it was. I think that it wasn't that I had dry eyes, it was that I was having a migraine, even though my head wasn't hurting.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. right.
0: Yeah. Well, so. I'm so
1: happy that you're feeling better now, sweetheart. I know. Hopefully it can be, we can sustain this feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. Um, how was your week? What have you been doing, love? Um, my week has been good. I've just been, like,
0: succumbing to the day. Do you know what I mean? And not trying to fight against it, because I do that every day. Like, I do that all the time as far as, like, if I haven't finished something that I've said I'm going to finish, I will push the boundaries and limits of my mental and physical capacity to finish it, because I feel bad if I don't. And, like, yesterday i had shit to do but
1: i had a migraine and i just really couldn't do anything about it so i just went to sleep sometimes you have to just submit to your body and submit to the fact that like shit will get done eventually and if it don't get done today everybody will be okay
0: i mean it helps that i have another business partner (laughs) i'm like bitch i can't do
1: it i'm like are you okay over there you gotta do it i'm sorry like i'm blind i'm like okay well i don't recommend you keep texting me like why are you texting me speaking of hard work today we pulled a card like we do every top of the show and today's card is the knight of pentacles and you know what we started this to like have structure in our show but i'm kind of proud that i'm kind of learning the tarot's. i'm actually not only am i learning the tarot but i've been trying to teach luna how to read tarot intuitively I have another witchy friend, and I was telling her that we'll, like, play with the cards. I'll let her pull them and then tell me what they make her feel like or what they, like, based on the suits and the signs. And we were doing it the other night, and my little witchy-ass child was on point. (laughs) So I'm happy you guys are all learning tarot with me. This is the Knight of Pentacles. And the knight, like in most of the suits, it represents hard work. And this one particularly is about structure, hard work, dear. Maybe that's why your eyes are telling you you've worked hard enough. (laughs) It also means, it shows that you're a natural planner and implementer. You envision your goal, determine the best course of action, and then stick to your path with a methodical and relentless focus. When you're in implementation mode, the job will get done, even if it requires hard work along the way. Meticulous in your approach, you make sure that everything is planned and executed down to the tiniest detail, and you will never leave a job half done. It is essential to you that you complete all assigned tasks and projects to a certain standard that you follow through on your promises sometimes the knight of pentacles points to more mundane or boring aspects of life the daily grind repetitive schedules household chores and other responsibilities and obligations you may be assigned a project or give a task to do and you will have to commit your time to see the project through it suggests that you're taking a moderate and conservative approach to life right now. And while you may be feeling that change is imminent, you're sticking to your tried and tested ways of doing things. You have established that you need routine and careful planning. If you are to achieve your goals, it may not necessarily be an exciting period, but at least, you know, you're on the right path. That's crazy that I pulled that card because I really
0: that has been like on my heart like the past week or two. I've been telling you how like we and I, and me too like i we need structure like way more structure in our business that i need to have a schedule and that i like i need to create a schedule for myself and actually write down breaks within my schedule that i can take because if i don't i will never take them and that also speaks to me too because i recently enrolled in school and Our back to school month of September really inspired me. I think that inspired me. Our conversation with Sylvia, um, if you guys haven't checked out that episode with Sylvia Ancestral, she did our natal chart reading. And in my natal chart reading, she told me that my healing powers were in sex and that I really need to tap into that part of my journey into being a healer. And so I started researching you know, what can I learn that would be of interest to me? Because I think me and Mila both have like been like, we need to go back to school. We need to be like smart bitches. <laughs> so that's the voice we used. I want to be a smart bitch. Me too. You too. Me too. Of course I went on like, let me look on Valley College. Can you stop with this?
1: I don't know if anyone's noticed. Me and Erica also use, always use particular voices for particular things. I don't know. This is the, we need to education. You should have heard us
0: editing the, like sending David notes for our, our retreat video. Our retreat video. I was like, and then you walk into the gym. Jungle.
1: And we're like, we should, and welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the Relax. deep jungles of
0: Costa Rica. Retreat. And I was like, why are we talking like I this? I was like, I don't know.
1: That's how you're supposed to read it. Heal. Make friends. <laughs> <laughs> retreat. I'm like, should we send David a voice note so he knows this is how it should sound? <laughs> He's like, no. I hope everyone out there read our retreat, just, our retreat video just like that.
0: Heal. Connect. Um, yeah, so anyway... I've looked on websites of traditional colleges and thought about, like, what courses can I take? And they all are like, I get like anxiety, and then I like close my computer. And I'm like, mm, never mind. So <laughs> I, listening to Sylvia, I was like, well, let me like see if like maybe something in sex. So I started looking into Tantra. I started looking into just d- different like ways that I could educate myself. And sexology came up, and I was thinking, wow, like I've interviewed two really amazing sexologists, you know, St. Ch- Shan Booty and uh, Michelle. Michelle Hope. And I feel like it spoke to me. I was like, why would I not try to apply myself in this way? We talk about sex all the time. And people are always coming to us and me for sex advice and even my married friends. And I'm like, if only I had like real actionable tools that I could share with them. Like, hey, let me – Oh, funny you asked. Let me open up. Study, um, <laughs> Study in 1972 said – So yeah, I'm going to Sex Coach University. Last week was my first week. It's an 18 month program, and it's kind of go at your own pace. But I know that in order for me to accomplish this, and the overachieving bitch that I am, I'm going to get passes on every single you know module. I'm going to have to create structure and a schedule because we already have a lot going on. And what does an anxiety bitch like me like to do? Add more shit to my plate. It's my favorite fucking hobby.
1: But not doing anything would also give you anxiety. You I gotta, know it's like not doing shit gives you anxiety. Doing a lot of shit gives you anxiety. You can't win. This is an anxiety. Like written maybe world. do medium shit. I don't know. I know that doesn't work. I either. know. I
0: was talking to this guy that I'm, I've been chatting with, and he, I was telling him that I could never be a, a stay-at-home wife because I would be depressed. And there was a time in my life when I was pregnant that I didn't work, and I was super sad, and that was probably why. Because I was like, "What the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm just sitting." I mean, I was doing a lot, like you know, creating life, but still, I felt like useless.
1: I'm a doer. Like when I grew up, I was adamant that I was going to be a housewife. That was my goal. I wanted to be a housewife and I wanted like I just wanted to look pretty and other people pay my bills. But God didn't want that for me. That's so interesting. (laughs) Yeah. By the time I was like 15. Why? Why? Like, did you see someone else do that? Or you just were like, it just sounded like It just sounded like me. It sounded like I could be beautiful. I could have a big house. I could cook and, like, make sure the house was clean. And, like, I would be satisfied in that. I don't know why I didn't see that. My mom actually did stay home, and then she became really miserable so I don't know why that was in my cards but um, it's not like especially you know what it is I think I, more so at that age I didn't realize that. I think housewives are
0: doers though no
1: they are doers if you're good at it I'm not a good housewife <laughs> I don't know why that was in my cards like I can I can't it's not that they're not doers I just think I like to follow if I feel confident in my leader. If I have a lead that's going to take care of the bills, going to buy the house and I could just decorate that bitch, I could do that to a T. Just give me the money. However, if I see you, which happened to me, I thought I was going to be in a position I could just chill. And then I saw that the partner that I chose was not I could not chill. We would be fucking living in his mom's garage (laughs) if I did that, that I was like, no, I'm also like I could chill in a group of people until I see no one's doing the right thing or we're taking the long way when we can go straight to the fucking location. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Now, if you're good at leading, I'll do it. But if you're not, then I will sit back, you know. But I'm really excited for you. I'm excited for your, your school journey. I'm also going to join school but like share and clueless. I'm trying to negotiate a discount. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to negotiate a discount before I get into that school, but I'm excited for us and I'm excited just for all of the the proj- the 400 projects that we start together. <laughs> and even when it gets overwhelming and I feel like I'm going to cry, I still like I would Really, I have to take a a step back and give thanks that this is the problem. I'm so stressed. I have so much things I want to develop, you Mm -hmm. know, and like it's and even like speaking on the card or speaking on what we're just talking about there, you know, this has been a crazy fucking two years and personally and in the world. And there was a time where shit was not going well for me. Like I was very stressed out, but it was like always something in my gut. Because we do have a lot of projects. We do plan a lot of scenes that I wasn't really worried. You know, I'm like, shit's fucked up. I'm not well, but I know where we're heading and I know what we're doing and I feel so confident here. And so like, I just know that this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, I wouldn't rather be doing shit else, but what I'm doing. Same, same. I prayed
0: for this. There was literally a time where I had, I felt like I had no purpose and I going back and reading my journals, I reread those and I was like, yep, yep, definitely felt that way. And here I am and I have anxiety and I'm having migraines and shit because I have a lot going on and I'm not managing my time well, but I literally prayed to be fucking busy as fuck and here I am. So thank you, God.
1: Thank God. I got a, I got my, I'm an esthetician, if no one knows. I'm a licensed esthetician, but I got my license renewed in the mail and it dawned on me, I've been a licensed esthetician for eight fucking years. Hey. I didn't know that. I was like, damn, okay, you bitch. You're a vet, bitch. I'm a vet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there was a time where I didn't feel fulfilled doing that. You know, like people, my baby daddy would make me feel bad about that. Like, you're not doing shit in life. You're not changing anything. I'm like, I'm changing the world doing lashes, okay? It <laughs> the just feel you, beautiful. Let's not talk about him because I um, don't Girl. What the fuck you doing, nigga? Anyway. <laughs> but I wasn't feeling right. I was doing, but it just makes me realize like, even for women out here who are ex- in that space experiencing things where they're uncertain or not in their passion yet and they're in, in jobs they're not happy with trades like getting a trade is the shit you know like a two-year college a certification I'm about that life like I went to college I didn't finish but like getting my esthetician license I did it when I was pregnant it was like by far the best decision that I made because it made me realize like I could finish something I could start a business in it and I could be independent in it and like not have to clock in not have to talk to anybody because that was the thing like don't talk to me hire me but after that I'm good. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to do my job. Leave me the fuck alone. I don't want to have a meeting. But like that really gave me confidence. And that's why I'm excited that we're going into this space where we can apply other certifications and trainings and education into this beautiful world that we've created here, dear.
0: Amen. Amen. Um, I have an affirmation for the day. Oh, no, please share. So today's affirmation is... And this is, thank you, this is, again, Trap Yoga Bay, because if you haven't listened to her episode, she was dropping serious gems, and now I'm fully obsessed with her.
1: I am, too. I'm like, (laughs) are we besties? Yeah? Okay,
0: perfect. I'm going to go up to her sky rise at the top of the the penthouse suite and look down at the peasants with her. Okay, so uh, today's affirmation is, be the change you want to see in your parents. Ooh, I
1: like that. Be the change you want to see in your your parents. parents. Some people may take that personally, but let's face it, parents can change and they didn't do everything perfect.
0: (laughs) And, you know, I think, I mean, this doesn't always happen, but when you do, when your parents see you change, sometimes they follow suit and sometimes they learn from you. But really it's about just kind of being able to do this on, do this whole thing the way you want to do it. This is what kind of like the whole podcast is about, too, is like releasing shame, releasing these stigmas and redesigning how you want to show up in the world as a parent for your kids. And that kind of leads us to today's topic, which, you know, we've talked a lot about how to talk about, you know, body parts with your kids. But I think that it's time for a refresher because we get questions like about this all the time. And so me and Mila wanted to do and have a conversation and just give you guys some actionable tools on how to talk about body parts with your kids, whether, you know, you have babies, toddlers, Teenagers. I mean, I don't want to say it's too late. It's not too late. It's but never too it's late. It's never too late. But your kids probably have seen some shit.
1: <laughs> they probably have. The internet is a wild, wild place. Yeah.
0: So these are five ways that you can talk about, you know, body parts with your children.
1: You know, we're we're all about honest parenting at good moms, especially honest parenting in a age appropriate way. Let's, you know, emphasis on age appropriate. I think people see like our what is our tagline like sex positive cannabis positive moms someone i was reading a facebook comment they're like what the fuck is sex positive i'm like sound it out (laughs) wait i was
0: actually looking at our feed today because i posted this story where irie was doing her own hair um (laughs) she was doing her own hair and literally the clip before that was a clip with Trap Yoga Bay, where she's talking about how she almost went to jail over Dick in Singapore, and literally was like, "I almost went to jail over Dick in Singapore." It was like written bold pink. And then the next clip is Irie, like thumbs up. I was like, "Wow, maybe I could have broken this feed." Up I put just... I put a
1: picture in between. Mm, there's no picture in between, babe. No,
0: nope, it's, uh, it's a... literally dicks and then my kid. So, well, guess
1: what? <laughs> dick's got your kid here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was good, Dick, that maybe put you in jail, but it got your kid here. So this is a place of honesty, and if you can't handle it, here's the door. Okay, we all we acknowledge that Dick's got our kids here, and this is the place to find peace in it. I
0: accepted it. I was like, well, it's up. It's here. It's there. Whatever. Uh,
1: you, know, you know, they're
0: going to see it. it's It's versatility, baby.
1: It's Not only is it versatility, we're adults. If we can't have conver- adult conversations pertaining to our children, pertaining to life, pertaining to sex, pertaining to all of the things, there's a problem. And that's why we created this motherfucking podcast, because there is a problem. And we are the change we want to see in the world. And that brings me to number one on the list is don't wait any longer and get everyone on board okay yes don't i think people it's such an awkward conversation and they're like oh my kid's already 14 i'm sure they're they're good they're good and no they're not good think about you when you were 14 or 12 or whatever age and even 16 just i was not well (laughs) like i I had discovered my pussy and i was going crazy (laughs) crazy when i discovered my vagina but i was... probably hadn't looked at it though no i hadn't looked at it but like when i just discovered that it could get fucked <laughs> jesus <laughs> I christ did. it went up i was not well um yeah it's true though like your hormones are fucking raging at like you know we look at like pregnant women oh they're hormonal oh they're crazy bitch teenagers are crazy and hormonal they're not human you have to like treat them as such So I think, like, it doesn't matter what age. And you know, another thing that I've noticed with this, that people shy away from these conversations, and this is which is kind of weird to me, a lot of times people who have experienced abuse in childhood, sexual abuse, kind of don't even dig into this because it's so uncomfortable and there's so much trauma attached to children and, like, abuse, you know? And the thing is, we have these conversations to prevent shit like that because... It happens. All the time. What was that statistic? Well, that kind of leads back
0: to the affirmation. It's like be the change that you want. You know, you didn't see in your parents. It's
1: like whether you had those conversations with your parents, they didn't believe you. Like you didn't feel comfortable having it at all. You waited a long time to tell them. You know, you feel like they put you in a position that maybe was sketchy, and that's how you that happened. And a lot of times, it's from people in the family. It's from friends of the family. It's from people who are close. It's not some outside stranger in an alley. A lot lot of times it's from people within the household so i just think these conversations in general just prevent all the shit you don't want to happen even up to high school when kids do it voluntarily and and consensually like you have to have the conversation so that kids are really like do i want to do this consensually or have i been like persuaded or these talks i've had with my teenage friends make me think that this is what i'm supposed to do The statistic that you were talking about is
0: one in four girls and one in 13 boys experienced child abuse at some point in their childhood.
1: There are four. No, there's three girls in here. I experienced abuse in my childhood.
0: I didn't experience abuse, but I definitely saw penis before anyone ever talked to me about it. It was a show and tell. It was us exploring each other. And like I was probably like six and my cousin was probably 10. And he was like really, really adamant about me pulling down my pants and showing him my, my vagina and I was like I think I told the story like I was really nervous and then like we finally did it and then my housekeeper walked in and she was like oh my It was like so much shame happened. Like everyone got in trouble and I was like, oh my God, what was that I saw? Also,
1: he saw mine. Is it wrong? Like it was traumatic. I I also (laughs) think that it's important for parents to understand when shit like that happens because something similar happened, never talked about that shit again, Um, (laughs) but with another girl with me. But I think that parents... Are so We as adults are so socialized by sexuality. Nudity is sex. Everything is sex. There's so much sex in media that we assume that curious children, it's sex. And it's not always sex. You guys realize, like, these are just our bodies that we were born with. And, of course, we have sexual organs and some of this shit feels good. But a lot of times kids haven't really discovered that part yet. They're really genuinely just curious about the parts of other people they don't see. The other night, Luna, was we were in the bed and she was like, I don't know if I told this story already, but she was like, Mama. I was like, what? She was like, what? What are boy vaginas? (laughs) What are they called boy vaginas? And I said, penises, babe. Their penises. They don't have vaginas. <laughs> She's like, oh, <laughs> what a nighttime conversation. But it was just pure, you know, like innocent and pure. She needed to know, so she wouldn't be around here calling boy vaginas, vaginas. But
0: yeah, start now. Yeah, start, start, those start conversations now. Don't now. wait. And and when we say get everyone on board, I mean like baby daddy. I mean auntie. I mean grandma. Like we don't need mixed messaging happening going on over here. And honestly, like. I know that you might get resistance, like your tia or, you know, your mom are, is going to be like, um, no, we call it chichis over here, peepees over here. Well, then th- there's no bath time over here. It just means that like, as a parent, you just have to have those boundaries with the people in your life, especially if they are going to be partaking
1: in those intimate experiences with your kids. And the conversation is uncomfortable in general, like with your child, even though you're the adult, it's uncomfortable. But like, it can even be uncomfortable to have that conversation like us talking about this made me think I have to have this conversation with my baby daddy's parents because she spends a lot of time over there. And she they, literally was like, I'm going to text her right now. I was like, maybe she should,
0: should do this in person. She's I was, like, Mm-mm.
1: I didn't do it. I didn't. I, I, I took your advice. I, I didn't think today right now. Was, she was like literally at this moment. I was like, like I'm going to Randomly her. on a Saturday at 1 Hey, PM. I just want you to know. Good morning. <laughs> Haven't answered your phone calls in a week, but I want you to know something. <laughs> Over here, okay, but, you know, it's true. He has very old school parents. When I grew up, that's one thing I can say to my parents. were like, you need to urinate. You need to defecate your vagina. Like, we used the words that we're supposed to use. Not that I heard the word penis in my house a lot, but we didn't use any alternative words. But We did not. We
0: used all types of weird words and yeah. avoided the conversations.
1: No, we had regular words, but I feel like his parents probably don't. And I feel like that's going to be an uncomfortable conversation when I call her after this recording at three o'clock in the motherfucking afternoon on Saturday and say, Hey, I just wanted to run this by you. I was thinking, and I want to make sure that, um, I know, you know, Luna's getting older and I want to make sure that you guys are using the appropriate terms for her body parts because I don't want it to be any confusion. This is what I do in my household. This is why it's important because if someone's touching her inappropriately, I want her to be able to discuss it with me. And if it, you know a lot of times people don't realize if you teach your kid the wrong word for shit and something happens you have to go to court for that and they can't identify their if they're saying so and so touched my or they have so much shame that they can't they won't even say anything like because they're scared because they haven't even talked about this shit regularly outside of abuse or harm like that's when this shit comes up and that's why it's important so like even uh, that was me practicing for how am I gonna call her hello hey how are you just wanted to touch bases about bath time you know Like, it's not that, it may not be received well. It may not be comfortable, but I'd much rather have this uncomfortable conversation with her and whomever before something bad happens. And not to say that something bad will happen, but like, those statistics are not well. And honestly, having these uncomfortable conversations are a great practice for so many other
0: areas in your life, in your relationships. Like, it's just a great practice in general. I think that we just have to stop avoiding conversations and assuming things are just going to get handled and done they are not
1: i think that's the theme for october (laughs) uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm. october because (laughs) you need to lean into the discomfort everything's not daisies and fucking sunshine and in fact the things that make you feel uncomfortable give you anxiety are probably the things that we need to to practice doing more often
0: okay well i think that covers number one
1: So you know I have a little boo in New York and sometimes it's hard to keep it spicy but I got this new toy from Satisfier and it's called The Curvy 2 and he can control it on this amazing app called The Satisfier Connect. If he gets on my nerves and we break up I can block him and his information is never to be seen again and it blows and vibrates. I love The Curvy
0: 2 girl. Satisfier's new line of products is Bluetooth-enabled to connect with their award-winning app, the Satisfier Connect app. It works with Android, Apple, and iWatch.
1: You can even fuck to your man's voice. He left me a sexy recording, and I synced it to my vibrator, and it created a vibration especially to his voice.
0: Your partner can control your pleasure. I can control my own pleasure on the app. I even heard that you can fuck to the music.
1: And right now, the Satisfier is offering our lucky listeners 30% off any satisfier. when you go to satisfier.com and enter promo code GMBC30. Again, if you're looking for
0: one of our favorite new devices, you guys, this shit right here is bomb. Go to R.com and use promo code GMBC30 for 30% off um number two on the list is go look at your own
1: have you taken a
0: mirror to your vagina lately I haven't. I need to look. It ask up. your husband. I need you to ask your husband if he's looked at his scrotum lately.
1: You know what it is. I think male parts are more easy to examine. Yeah, but still, you kind of do. You get get under
0: there. Go look at that little thing in between the balls and the butthole. What's it's so, called it? the gooch. gooch. Yeah, go look at that thing. It's an
1: interesting that like, that line <laughs> that like that line that goes, goes down the, the middle. Ball. Yeah, uh, I'm always really intrigued by that line that goes down the middle of the balls to the like the scro Let me stop the scrotum to the butthole because it's like who made that line? God i know god made that line (laughs) it's a it's an invitation you know that line is where our (laughs) vaginas split you know like Mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. i actually took a human sexuality class in high school because i was a (laughs) (laughs) go-getter i don't know what's happening you were a sexologist in training i was (laughs) apparently i knew my i knew my future was going to be in sex um but i did it was a fucking three-hour course too and i had it really you know what wow it's true. I didn't even know. I mean, I knew I was a, a little hoe, but I didn't know I was obsessed with sex on that to that extent. That I went after high school and I took a night class at Valley College that literally was two hours and 45 minutes. Wow. Impressive. And that was the first time that I understood that we do start with the same things. And then literally our outer labia drops down into testicles and our clitoris extends into the head of the penis, which is why our clitoris is sensitive and gets... Uh, like uh, engorged or or yeah and like erected almost and so does a man so shout out to me taking that fucking shout out to you human sexuality class for no goddamn reason except this one was a reason but yeah i think you and your man should pull up the mirrors tonight before you start giving advice to your kids yeah i
0: mean because i mean this isn't just for we have boys we have girls like and, you know, I was reading that most, you know, most women and I, I didn't have to read to even assume this, but that most women and mothers are the ones having these conversations with their kids when I feel like I would love to I would love for a man to kind of take on this conversation. I think for both, whether you have a girl or a boy, you know, and I think like when I was reading this article about it, they were saying that men are a lot more direct, which kids appreciate more, whereas like sometimes moms get really nervous and they like kind of like mm, scatter around the issue and stuff. But I think it's important that both parents are on board and that you both feel comfortable talking about it and you both practice this if you're married.
1: Don't this isn't just your burden this isn't your just your cross to bear, honey. Like get daddy on board. I firmly believe in this. I remember I went on a camping trip with a friend in like elementary school and we stayed in the rv and only her dad went and um we had been like to the beach and stuff and i remember her vagina was hurting and she told her dad and her dad told her to come in the rv he put me and her brother out and he looked at her vagina and in my head i was like wow that's weird (laughs) but like looking back i'm like that's a good fucking parent and i just think i feel really bad for men in this space because i feel like first of all boys and girls get abused and second of all men and women and boys and girls are abusers it's there's we're human this is how it works but i think men get shy away from this so much because they're given this title this abuser title it's just so crazy like if you're not an abuser then you don't have shit to worry about like these are your kids you have to get involved these are things we have to talk about so i do really like i hope and wish like dads out there listening even stepdads you know i think these are conversations with men that you trust that are around your children that we should all be having in your household because we're all in the household and it is a practice of feeling safe around men yes like i'm choosing a man i feel safe with this is your dad this is my husband this is my man whatever and like showing your child what that looks like to feel safe around a man and men if you're not a weird ass guy you shouldn't feel shame shamed i met a guy who was like yeah when my daughter has sleepovers his daughter's a baby you know and this stuck with me this she told me this like last year i'm gonna leave the house (laughs) (laughs) why are you leaving your house for the sleepover because i just don't like no 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 no. what i said what are you teaching your child that you can't be in the motherfucking house when her friends are over that you're not to be trusted it's just really sad that that's the you know like the norm for men you know like they don't pick up children or whatever like it is it, unless you're doing some weird shit I, I don't feel that way
0: yeah i mean i think like i said i think that both both parents have a responsibility to, to practice this both parents should take that mirror and go look at your own so that when you are explaining to your kids you know the difference between a vulva and a vagina you actually know what the fuck you're talking about like don't just listen to this episode and just not and, and just take the things that we say. Like, no, you should go look at your shit. I mean, and I know a lot of women, a lot of women that are listening, you know, are are, are more empowered in, in to do that. But if you aren't, like it's totally normal. It's totally fine. Go do it. You should know what it looks like. Your child should know what it looks like. It's not the scary thing. Don't wait for your child's first experience in sex to be with a man being the first person to see their vagina, like they won't even know what their own thing looks like. It's it's really important. I think that we know what our body parts look like, not just our knee and our toes, because they're easily accessible.
1: Well, that's the thing. I think it's kind of like a not like a metaphor for life. Right. But like if our vessel, if there's parts of our vessel we haven't explored right here on our body. How much of ourselves have we not explored? How afraid of you of certain aspects of yourself if you haven't even, like, the dark parts of you, the things that make you scared, the traumas you've acquired, like, all these things that you've acquired, if you're afraid to literally look at the shit that's right in front of you that brings you pleasure or not or whatever, like, those are things you need to shed light on and lean into because that shit is important
0: and do your research so that when your kids because kids going to have some questions let me tell you cuz they nosy and they need to know when they ask you mommy what is this mommy what is that so you have actual answers for them so when you go look at your vulva and you you know explore know what your clitoris is know like the different parts of your of your anatomy so that you can explain it in an educated way and it's not scary and not shameful that's rule number 1 is like let's Take the shame out of all of this because your kids know when you are feeling ashamed. They can tell your body, they can see it in your body language. You should probably practice this conversation with a friend or with your husband before you do it, just so that you know, like, when you go into this conversation with your kids, that. They're not like, why is mommy acting so fucking weird right now? Like, right. Like,
1: oh, okay. okay. Like, they're trying, to, they're not trying to end the conversation before you do. You know what? That's another thing that made me think about when we talk about the dads. My baby daddy asked me, but like, probably when Luna was like a newborn, when do you think I'll have to stop taking baths with her? like, showers. I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) When you stop feeling uncomfortable about it? But, like, it's not anything I ever thought about when, like, when she's at his house without me. Like, I'm sure she's seen him naked maybe not recently, but, like, I'm sure in passing it's happened. And, like, even in my house, it wasn't, like, super weird. We're not, like, we weren't, like, European. He wasn't, like, walking around with his dick out. But, it it like, even now, if my dad comes to my house and, like, I'm maybe half naked, like, I'll answer the door. I don't feel... That uncomfortable around my like my dad naked. I don't definitely don't want to see my dad naked now. Are you
0: topless around your dad?
1: Um, no. But like, if I'm in the shower and I need him to hand me a towel, he can. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if it's not, I'm not trying to be naked around my dad. But also, if it does, it's not the end of the world. Like, I'll answer the door in my panties or something like that. But like, I just I think that kind of that weirdness kind of starts there. It's obviously for everybody's personal comfort level, but like, I think that's you know where it starts to get weird. What's number three?
0: <clears throat> number three is use bath time as the perfect time to show and tell.
1: That's an easy one. But again, like what you said about how you feel about the conversation, the energy you're putting into the conversation, it's super important that you not make everything super scary and daunting. My mother, I will never forget, had this conversation with me. I had to be three. I was in the bathtub of my great grandmother's house in Philadelphia, and she was like, if anyone ever touches you right there you tell me immediately i was like okay. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you crazy it was so intense i actually also
0: had a traumatizing bath experience with my mom like i remember specifically like i think i had a rash or something and she was like who touched you was it floor like she accused like like my other basically mom that i love so much like she wa- like she was wanting to like make me feel comfortable sharing that it was her and I was like no it it wasn't and like she kept prodding at me mm-hmm. and I was like no and I was and then she was like oh it must be like the shit like the perfume I remember like must fragrance, be the fragrance must be the fragrance in the wash and I was like okay
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and I was like traumatized after that I was like oh my god I'm gonna get floor in trouble
1: but I do remember not long after that, and this memory only came back like in high school that she had that conversation. I was really scared. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But I do remember a little boy touched me on my vagina. And because of that scary conversation, I was mortified. To mention it, but then I did. And then I remember shit blowing up. I don't know what the fuck happened. I remember them calling. They called my grandmother to call the little boy. I don't know what the fuck happened. I, I honestly, it must have been so traumatizing that I did not forget until like 20 years late, like 15 years later, I was in high school and we were like driving by that house and I re- it all flooded back to me, um, which is also very scary because kids can suppress. Also, I think what's important about bath time is you. You're the number one example, you know, like Luna will be in my shit. And at first I'm like, but I'm like, I'm, she came out this shit. What do you need to know? You know, she's like, am I going to have hair when I get older? I don't want it. I'm like, girl, you're going to get it. OK, Or I, I like to pick like black, like ingrowns. She's like, let me try. What are you doing? She's just all up in my shit, you know, and at first it kind of made me uncomfortable. But then I'm like, girl, whatever questions you got now is the time. Yeah. I mean, I
0: use bath time as uh, I've, I've used it because first of all, this is not a one and done conversation. It's an ongoing conversation. You know, making sure that my daughter knows how to clean herself properly is an ongoing conversation. I'm always making sure that she's cleaning herself properly which is always an, an opportunity for me to talk to her about it because there's been times where she's like I'm itchy I'm itchy and we have to go back in the shower and we have to clean and we have to sh- and I've had to literally and that was the perfect time for me to sh- bring a mirror and show her like look this is what's happening this is what happens when you don't clean yourself well you see this this is what's not supposed to be in here this is and like honestly when, when she goes to her dad's house I do get stressed out because unfortunately We don't necessarily have – we're not on the same page about a lot of things. So I have to, like, make sure, like – I literally am like, so, baby, when you go there, make sure you're cleaning your vagina really, really well. And I will call her and ask her, like, when you took a shower today, did you clean your vagina well? And she's like, yes, mom. But I think the shower is just a great opportunity because you're both naked. I mean, obviously, if you have older kids, maybe you're not showering with them anymore. So bath time is kind of out and you'd have to kind of figure out something else, another opportunity to kind of have these conversations. I mean, it's just going
1: to have to be a little bit more direct,
0: I think, at that point.
1: But it has to happen. Um, But I've also kind of like made it so casual so that I'm not doing the thing my mom did to me where she's acting crazy. And I'm just like, hey, girl, how was school? What you guys learn today? Has anyone touched your vagina lately? No, mom. Okay. The other day I said it and she's like, Mom, nobody wants to touch my vagina. Why do you keep asking me that? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I mean, I know, but some people are weird. I just got to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I just thought, okay, well, fine. You know, I just throw that in there once a week, every couple of weeks. Just so like, did you brush your teeth? Okay, anyone touch your vagina? Oh, cool. All right. Um, I just like the most casual, you know, conversations about body parts. I mean, even like for me
0: the other day, Flora told me that her dog, her puppy—it's this puppy that she got, Irie. That's thank God is—it's it's really her dog because it's at her house. But she started her period, and she's like, you know, she was like whispering about it to me, like, "I mía de sangre." I was like, "What? What do you? What?" She like a period. I was like, "Okay." She's like, "I don't want to tell Irie. I'm scared to tell her." I was like, "Why are you scared to tell her?" She like she doesn't know anything about that. I was like, yes she does." I've she knows what a period is. I believe She's like, oh, she does? I was like, yes. I'm like, my daughter literally is basically like her. If, if you could, I could just see her little head next to the toilet. And when I'm by, when I'm on the toilet, like she won't leave me the fuck alone.
1: There's no space. So
0: there's no space. And so, yes, she has seen me change my tampon. And she has asked me, what is that? And, like, <laughs> and I have had to tell her.
1: Wait. <laughs> One time we one time we were in the house, and I, she was like asking me to go on a walk. I was like, "I don't feel like walking right now. I don't feel good." She's like, "Use those things in the bathroom." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Use those things you use in the bathroom. They're gonna help you run." I'm like, "What are you talking about? This girl goes and gets my box of tampons." <laughs> Because the girl on there is like running. She thinks it's a, a running aid. I don't know what she thinks. <laughs> I'm like, girl, that is for my period. That is not to help you run.
0: I mean, it does help you. It does make you feel more comp- it makes you feel. <laughs> Although I'm done with tampons. I've been converted to uh, period panties because I never thought I'd say this because I am, I do not like pads. I am not like a hippie free bleeder in I, that way. I, well,
1: it, it, that's a free bleeding
0: Well, now I am. Mechanism, because, yeah. But because these panties that I got, like... They really you don't. They're dry. Like no matter how heavy my flow is, I literally put like a napkin and like wiped the crotch area and there was no blood. I was like, how the fuck is there no blood? And I'm like, I'm not asking questions. I'm just wearing these. I don't care.
1: Before I even knew the term free bleeding, I've been free. I like I prefer to free bleed. I don't love tampa I use them. I, I never use fucking pads. But I've been trying to find a. So pan. what do
0: you do with your free bleed? You just bleed all over your house? Like no. When, use, when, I, I, when I hear free bleed, I hear. I think of like women just like walking around their home, like like. How I just, mean, it's you know, Like a dog is just like it's bleeding happened. all over. Your it. home.
1: It's definitely happening. I don't have a really heavy period, which I'm wondering. Does that mean I don't have any eggs left? Can someone don't?
0: Can someone write in At like, soccer practice the other day, this woman was telling Jamila. I was I was like half listening because I was. On the phone but she was like yeah you know when your period starts to get light um get lighter that means you're you're becoming infertile and Jamila was like no 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 I don't think that's true and she's like "Mm, no it's true and Jamila's like "Mm, no and I was (laughs) like I'm staying out of this
1: conversation (laughs) you know I'm fucking fertile moral but now I'm concerned (laughs) don't be please don't test the limits (laughs) I'm not I'm not testing the limits but I will like walk around or I, I have this theory that if I'm laying horizontally I just won't drip that doesn't always work. That's why I'm also happy to have period panties. <laughs> um, but I tell, we had a conversation with another parent, a dad. Oh, and he was like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. He talks a lot. But he's like, yeah, you know, my son, It was all whispering, was asking about, you know. the." I was like, what? <laughs> the, you know, I was like, no, I don't know. What the fuck are you talking about? I was like, it's a period. And I was like. And I was like, can you stop making this He was. He was doing these weird. I was like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) First of all, you guys, we don't die when we get a period, you know? Like, we're still human. We're still talking and shit. And not like. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? I I was just like, just tell him. The fuck? I, I, this is why boys don't know shit. This is why men don't know shit about vaginas or women because they think like you're supposed to go into a room and cry when you're in your period. It's so crazy. I remember my mom. I don't know if I've told this story, but I was little. I was like six and she was in the bathroom. She got out of the shower and I was in there and I was like, Mom, you have a string. I kept trying to pull the string. She's like, Get out. I was like, Mom, you have a string. I'm trying to grab the. She's like, "If you Get out of the bathroom. I was like, But mom. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. You have a string, and she pushed me out of the bathroom, and I was just like, "You know what? Fuck her. She's to to fucking whatever." You know, four hundred years later, I'm like, "Oh my god! It wasn't the fucking string. It was a tampon." Why did no one tell me this?
0: Yeah, they didn't, and you know, I don't know. I think that I think that normalizing periods is really important for girls. I think boys should know too, but I think it's even more important for. Actually, actually, boys need to know, too, because I'm so over men saying they don't have sex on periods oh. and then and they are making weird things about periods and just be, like anytime you Shutting talk about you. it, they're like, oh, I'm like, OK, you better be glad I fucking got a period because you're you're safe now, nigga. We're not pregnant.
1: OK, yeah. I, I don't want to hear your weirdness about periods. Honestly, I mean, every woman doesn't feel comfortable having sex on their period. I'm not one of those women. If you don't have sex with me on my period, you know how many weeks in life I'm losing on sex like probably like two years i don't know how many i don't know a week times 80 i don't know i don't fucking know the math on that but it's a lot of years (laughs) and i refuse to cut my sex life short because you're weird weird with period blood (laughs) i'm dating a guy who's all about the sex on the period and even eating my pussy on the period and i'm like perfect i'm never going back it's gonna be on like my intake form
0: it was yeah i mean my ex last year he was really he was really, he actually made me feel really comfortable, even more comfortable about it. And I was like, okay, wow. And now, yeah, it's hard to go back from that.
1: <laughs> anyway, that, that veered off.
0: Okay, anyway, um, back to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the children. <laughs> okay, number four. Number four on the list is boundaries and time and place. So boundaries is really important, too, when you're discussing for example, Jamila telling her daughter and asking, like, you know, I've I've done this too, is saying, like, has anyone touched your vagina today? Like just talking about it casually. Also following up with the boundaries, the boundaries and discussing, you know, when it is appropriate to touch yourself. Because let's be honest, if you have kids that are between the ages of, I don't know, two and six they're exploring themselves. They are touching themselves. They're spreading those legs open. And, you know, it's it becomes uncomfortable as a parent. I've definitely experienced it where I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's happening? And where my mom has come in and, and try to do that, you know, shaming thing because she, you know, hasn't got totally gotten on board either, which, you know, I, this is a. am actually we're doing I'm doing this episode, too, as a conversation to myself because I need to have these conversations with my parents. Especially my mom. And we've had it briefly, but I've noticed that there's things that still come up from, like, just the way that she was brought up. It's really not a slight to her at all. It's just how she was brought up and, you know, what she thinks is right and wrong. But I think telling your kids and expressing, you know, boundaries as far as when is the appropriate time to touch yourself, who is allowed to be touching you, you know, establishing those people early on, too, like – grandma walk grandma can give you bath time whatever nanny can give you bath time i can tia everyone else is a no i think those boundaries are really really important for kids because they don't know boundaries kids don't really have boundaries it's just kind of like and then when they do respect them yeah if one is like can you close the door okay I mean, even with me, I have to respect my daughter's boundaries, too, because she feels uncomfortable. Like, today at the soccer game, we need to take her jersey off and put a doo-doo shirt on, and she's like, covering her little nipples that are, like, non-existent, and she was getting all, like, nervous and, like, feeling weird, and I was like, babe, there's no one, no one's looking at you. And she was like, I don't care. Like, I want to be covered. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to respect that boundary. That is a boundary that you, that you need and you want. I don't, for me, I'm like, girl, just, but I have to respect that
1: boundary. I had a that just reminded me that's so crazy. I have this memory that just came back. I was at a pool party with my dad and like I think my bikini like slipped out of the string and I was just sitting there for a long time uncomfortable and nobody helped me. And I was like, dad or whatever. And they were just like, bitch, you don't have anything. But I was mortified and nobody would do anything. And I was like, does everyone see me sitting here? Nobody cared, (laughs) except me.
0: Yeah, because they think, oh, well, there's just nothing to show, so there's nothing to be ashamed about. And it's not even necessarily shame. It's just your own personal boundaries. And we have to respect our kids' personal boundaries. I know I have to, because I'm a lot more... I think I'm a freer, more open person than my daughter is. Even after empowering her, even after doing all those things, this is just who she is innately within herself. And I have to respect that. And so even today at the soccer game i was like okay well, let's cover you up like let me let me help you feel safe and protected even though girl <laughs> ain't nobody looking at you <laughs> so i think boundaries is, is something that is really important and talking to your kids about boundaries and asking them like what they feel comfortable with and what they feel uncomfortable with is important too
1: and just making them feel safe like if you are touching, like, oh you- my god why are you touching yourself does it feel good like yeah oh cool yeah same i know it does feel good you know like let's be honest like Shit feels good when it's aroused, you know, like that's a part of the human fucking anatomy. And I think sometimes we lean so far away from that, especially from little girls, that women, as women, we forget to prioritize our pleasure. We don't know how. It's never been talked to us about. And so it's just like uh, someone told us a story about a little girl who was touching herself with the door open. And she told her mom was like, hey, can you just close the door when you're whatever you're having time with yourself? She said, OK, went in the room, closed the door. Later, she was in there asleep. OK, she handled her business, <laughs> took a nap. I feel you, girl. You got to handle your business and take a nap. Just close the door when you do it. You know, it's like to be done alone, not to be done with anyone else. No one else is to, t- to touch you, and especially like friends, especially like I think that's my biggest fear for me is like the same age shit, because I was touched by a cousin who's the same age as me. and. I didn't consider – they were a little bit older than me, but I didn't consider that as abuse until, like, recently. Like, okay, that exposed me too early to things that I wasn't prepared for. And she – was exposed early because she was abused. And so sometimes those are signs, but sometimes they're just exploring their bodies. And that's why it's really important to have regular, comfortable conversations because then you're not assuming and jumping when that happens. You know that they're just bringing themselves pleasure. They've discovered self-pleasure and that's okay versus someone's introducing that to them. So it's just like being able to have even those simple conversations.
0: And I think that goes into our fifth one, which is, I mean, I think four and five are just kind of reiterating the same thing because they're really important when you're talking about, you know, body parts with your kids. And that's good touch, bad touch. And I think that's establishing with your kids what is good, who is safe, and who is not. And when things are appropriate and when things are not appropriate. But again, not doing the thing like Jamila's mom did, where she like scare the living shit out of her and having just gentle conversations and ongoing conversations these aren't one-time conversations these are things that we are going to be doing over and over and over until they feel normal for all of us you included
1: and not sexualizing your child's curiosity you know sometimes kids are just curious my niece tried to go in the bathroom with my uncle and she literally said i want to see it <laughs> fucking little weirdo like, but like she probably did just want to see what, see it like why are you standing up i don't stand up when i pee these are basic regular questions that is uh, we have differences you know what i'm saying like we're developing you notice as a kid like damn we in the house we're naked but in and we're covered certain times like why are these parts always covered What does that mean, you know? And then it doesn't help that everything in the media, even Disney shit, everything has underlying sex in it. Everything has underlying sex in it because we're human and our human nature is to fucking procreate. So there just has to be these basic conversations that happen. And like, I think sometimes people think if you're having these conversations with your kids, you're encouraging them to indulge in like sex or but no, like. We're just having regular conversations. And most importantly, what I think is the most important about these conversations is trusting, teaching them to trust their intuition and teaching them to trust what makes them feel comfortable. Luna knows She could sleep naked or she cannot, you know, but she asked me every night, can I sleep naked tonight? Sure, girl. You know what I mean? But like, I want her like to gauge who she feels comfortable with, who she, you know what I mean? I just feel like we have to give her, empower them to know what's right and what's wrong in their bodies. I think that's the biggest lesson. It's not like everyone's going to hurt you. Every, like, don't do this. Even to the point, like we were watching a movie the craft and i remember like my my parents always covering my fucking eyes and i'm like i know something's going on now i really want to see what it is but like this guy was coming on to this girl and she was like no and she started running it was kind of rapey and luna was like what why did he do he did that because she did not want him to touch her so she said get out of here and i was like yep like letting her know like i was gonna tell and i told her everybody's not cool you know, you, you could think someone's cool. You could think someone's your friend and sometimes they're not cool and you got to be able to tell people, no, and, don't touch me. That and knowing that like an adult should never, ever, ever tell you to keep a
0: secret because I think that's like one of the biggest, you know, signs of abuse is like, oh, that's how abusers, what they do is that like this is our little secret. This is our secret. and like, Or you're going to get in trouble if you tell. hmm. Just knowing and creating that. And these are why these conversations are so important because your child will know they are not going to get in trouble because actually me and my mom talk about this shit all the
1: time. I know I'm not going to get in trouble, nigga or bitch, you know. And so- feeling empowered to tell an adult like, uh-uh, I'm good, Shh, weirdo. Like, nope. Like, I, predators know who they can fuck with. Predators know who they can fuck with. And even children, if like, if you're even children on children abuse, like if you don't give your kid the confidence to tell someone, anyone, no, then they won't have the confidence to know, like they have to abide by all adults. Like kids should be given the power to have agency over their own bodies. Yeah. No means no. Including if she don't want to hug Uncle Jimmy or Auntie Susie. Absolutely. Absolutely. If she don't want to hug, she doesn't have to hug today. She doesn't want to fucking speak. She really doesn't want to – she doesn't have to speak. I don't want to fucking raise any yes-ass women, people-pleasing women. I'm working out of being a people-pleaser. I'm trying to give my child the tools to be a fucking self-pleaser. Please yourself. Amen. Hmm, well, that concludes <laughs> our education for the day. Um, I hope those
0: tools were helpful, and um, if we have any parents that have any other advice or any other things you think we've missed, make sure to just DM us. Let us know. We are learning as well. We're learning as we go, and I'm always interested to know about how other parents are parenting their kids. Especially, I mean, we're new to this shit. Like, I'm trying to know, like, okay, you're like for like our girl Nierlin, she got, she's a seasoned mama. She'd be knowing a lot of shit. I'd be listening to her like, "So, what did you do, girl?" Because she has two well-adjusted, amazing sons that
1: respect women. And I'm like, "You did your thing, bitch. You did that." Yeah, really. And and that's huge. Like raising men that are who respect women, respect their bodies, understand that. Like that is a huge, huge role to play. You know, as mom, mom. We always have all this. We we change the world. We did. We do every day. Well, I guess that's it, my love. I guess so. If you want to find us, <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at goodmoms choices. If you guys are going on the retreat, I can't fucking wait. If you're excited and you haven't, you aren't able to join this one, um, there's only limited spots. We're going to do more. Still go to our website, goodmomsbadchoices.com and sign up for the retreat uh, mailing list. So you can t- find out about the next one.
0: Yeah, we're already starting to plan our next one because we're crazy. <laughs> but oh, make sure you please go rate and review us. Go rate and review us. Reviews matter. Help some black moms out and get us to 2K ratings. Please and thank you. And we'll
1: catch you next week. Bye. de las <laughs> estrellas. Como bailamos en la gran ciudad